What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live from the Grace Broadcasting Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad bringing you the latest in sports from a local perspective every Tuesday night. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, where you can participate in the show. Just get in the comments section and let us know what's on your mind. There are also other ways you can get in touch with the show, plus, you can listen to the show after it's over in a multitude of ways. Here to help you out with that, back from his Vacation of medical leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Adam Craig. Yeah, we got you. Uh, catch us on Twitter at Adam Chad Sports. Also, right here live on Facebook. If you miss it live, it'll be here posted so you can catch it anytime you get a chance. Also, if you want to catch us on an app, you have iHeart, iTunes, and Spreaker.com. And if you want to get us a call, it's 901 475 9355. And uh, so, the first thing everybody out there, I'm sure, wants to know is. Uh, Adam, what's up with you missing the show? You better not have been able to talk. That's what yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could not. No, I, that was the main reason. If I'd just been a little sniffly, all, but my voice was gone. Kind of like yeah, because you went through that little phase there a little bit, but yeah, it just didn't fall bit. during our shows. So it kind of, it kind of. I think you got better right before our show that that week. Yeah, but, or maybe during uh, the show. I don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I think it seemed like it's, it's just that time morning. of year, man. Yeah. And it's like because uh, you got stuff like today. So uh, last week it was fall weather, and now. We're uh, slightly warmer than fall again. It was almost 80 today. Right. And right. we were down in the 60s, and this change, that'll affect you, man. It affects anybody that has sinuses, for sure, or allergies. I mean, it's like this type of stuff kills them. Right. But uh, anyway, we're back at full strength tonight. Jeff Ireland will be on the show with us again this week, as he always is. Brandon Reed will be back this week. He was also unable to be on the show last week. Uh, he was covering something for Ritter Tube Town. And uh, we'll also have Coach Nick Markle from the Munford High School Cougars. They played their way into the playoffs on Friday night. We'll talk to Coach Nick Markle in a little bit here on the show as well. Let's kick it off with the weekly sports update. The Rundown. In college football, not much changed at the top over the weekend. Central Florida did manage to get one more poll spot and move up to ninth. Alabama is still first, and Clemson and Notre Dame round out the top three. The polls are identical through number nine. But tonight, tonight, while we're on the air, the college football playoff rankings, the only poll that matters, will be released for the first time tonight. We will keep you up to date on that. The NFL trade deadline was today. Some of the biggest moves were the Cowboys trading the first-round pick to the Raiders for wide receiver Amari Cooper. 
Golden Tate being traded by Detroit to Philadelphia, and the Broncos trading wideout Demarius Thomas to the Texans. The Red Sox won the World Series in five games over the L.A. Dodgers. Now after two straight pennants and coming up short two straight years in the series, the Dodgers will have to figure out what to do about Manny Machado, who's a free agent now. Meanwhile, the Red Sox are celebrating their fourth title in 15 years to become the most dominant baseball franchise this century. Memphis Tigers basketball will play one more exhibition game on Friday against Christian Brothers. The regular season will get underway on November 6th against Tennessee Tech. Penny Hardaway landed the top recruit for next year in DJ Jeffries this week. And the football team landed Germantown's wide receiver Cameron Brown for their own recruiting win. In high school football, it's playoff time. Covenant will take on Melrose at home for round one, while Mumford will travel to Henry County after capturing the fourth seed from Brighton on Friday. TRA will go to Chattanooga. Arlington will take on Germantown. Fayette Ware will play Haywood. Millington will host Ripley. And Fayette Academy gets a first round bye. That is the rundown. Man, is it uh, whew, is it a sports week or what? Playoffs in high school football, college football. We're getting our first playoff poll. The NFL trade deadline, which used to not be very exciting, is super exciting now. The Titans made no moves because <laughs> I, they don't plan on getting better, I guess. I, I, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, and we had the World Series close out this weekend. Uh, first, talk about the World Series. Boston closes it out in five games. Dominant uh, performances most. The only game the Dodgers won was basically two games. It went 18 innings, uh, so you can almost say it went six games. But right. in 18 innings, the Dodgers got uh, their one win in the longest game in World Series history that I didn't stay up for. At inning uh, after inning 11 was over, I went to bed thinking, ah, well, whatever. And like, and I was glad because I thought I, I was feeling bad when I woke up in the morning. I thought, man, I probably should have toughed it out because it was probably only about one more inning. No, 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 no. It was another full game. So, uh, uh, but they ended up, uh, the Dodgers won that one, but the Red Sox come back, win game five, win the World Series, their fourth title in the last 15 years uh, behind Chris Sale's amazing pitching. And they've just, the Red Sox have got it figured out. After so many years of ineptitude, here the Red Sox have got baseball figured out. They won more games than anybody. I mean, they won a ridiculous number of games. Like it was like 108 regular season games. Right. And right. you know some of those, they just phoned in because they didn't have to have them. It's just right. uh, crazy how good the Red Sox are right now in the world of baseball. Uh, and it's sort of uh, it's sort of odd in a way because you're not used to seeing – the Red Sox, at least if you, at least if you follow baseball, you know since we were kids, when we were kids in the in the nineties uh, and in the late eighties, uh, the Red Sox weren't any good, and so now for them to be dominant and the Yankees to sort of be falling behind is kind of a weird thing, and the Cubs being decent, uh, although it's yet to be seen if they'll get to another World Series in a hundred years, but uh, they. Uh, Right. You know they they, they had they are their hundred year better. mark yeah. and now it's back to the you know what they were used to. Stuff. Cardinals uh, also in baseball the Cardinals uh, re-signed Adam Wainwright uh, to a big contract over the weekend. Uh, I'm trying to find the details on that. Here it is. It is a uh, one year two million dollar deal for Wainwright with a bunch of bonuses included in it. So Wainwright will return to the Cardinals. Maybe they'll make it to the playoffs next year. Uh, they. It, it was a, they started out tough. They fired Mike Matheny, and then things turned around for the Cardinals, and they looked good. And then at the end of it, 
uh, they just blew it again. And they blew it. Toward, I mean, the very last few games where they really needed to win, the Cardinals couldn't pull out a win. And, it, you know, like the only time I even halfway pay attention to baseball is at the end. And that's when the Cardinals did terrible. Maybe I should stop watching. I might be the jinx in that. <laughs> it's, it's all your fault, Chad. That's what it is. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't say anything. I, I actually I kept track of the scores and what was going on, but I really had no interest in this year's World Series other than I keep track of it. I follow it. But I, I was watching too much football and enjoying some of the craziness that went well, on. Well, I watched Game 5, and yeah. uh, I saw that. And I also saw, uh, I think it was in Game 4, the that pitcher the the pitcher for the Dodgers with the not the Dodgers for the Red Sox with the beard and uh, the, like the red beard and whenever he gets up there he holds his hand he holds his arm up like this like yeah. I'm doing my arm like a yeah. like a robot like you're gonna do the robot like uh, uh, he uh, th- I don't get that somebody tell him to stop that it's stupid right. it's not psyching batters out it, it's it's dumb. Okay, it really is dumb. So stop doing it. And, you know, you know that like when he was in high school, they didn't let him do that. The first time he tried to do something like that, the coach said, hey, I don't know what that is, but stop it. The only reason they let him do it in the pros is because now he's a pro. pro, So what are you going to tell him? Yeah, that's right. It's crazy. It is weird. Another big game we got uh, coming up uh, this weekend in football Bama LSU is supposed to be the only time Bama uh, can be tested from here out, and or or maybe supposed to be at least the first time Bama is tested. And oh, this is a huge matchup, and Alabama and LSU, and LSU's got the best chance of knocking them off. But that's like um, that's like a, if you were dropping eggs on the ground from the Empire State Building and the one of the eggs has a better uh, better odds of landing in Chicago than the rest of them but none of them are going to land in Chicago right because you're in New York <laughs> I mean it, it's like okay the best odds of beating Alabama are still pretty slim right and right now the sports books they even got Alabama as a four they opened as a 14 and a half point favorite I think it's still kind of around the same I think it might be 14 I don't know. I'll check that out you got a lot of the corn dogs will be uh going betting you know they're going to take LSU did you ever so. figure out why they're referred to as corn dogs no I well I looked a bunch of different things and there, there's been so many reasons that just none of them i was like well it sounds like some fan things you know how it is there's always these little rumors of why and how and all that and i just never have i know i've seen a lot of little joke ones said i'd rather smell like a corn dog than be nick saban i'm like yeah okay that's but that's the lsu fans and then i've seen where they're getting into this thing with these billboards down there in birmingham so it's, it's funny to watch it but i don't i i like i laugh at some of the other stuff uh uh let's see i'm looking up this line right now so i'll I'll let you know also uh oh uh you know chad you were talking a while ago about the the guy uh, kimbrell from uh boston with the funny holding the ball thing with that you were talking about oh right yeah we had uh caden comment he says kimbrell has an injury on his arm when he was younger saying when he started pitching again he did it because it felt good on his arm (laughs) i don't buy that yeah (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I'm. I'm assuming that he's. That's that is correct. Yeah, but, I'm not. I'm um, not buying that. Yeah. I, I'm buying that he says that. I'm not buying that it's true. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't follow no baseball. I, I can assume that that is maybe the case. But uh, I only actually saw that guy after you had mentioned that to me about him doing that, and I was like, 
That is kind of odd, but I used uh, to think it was still at 14 and a half right now. Half uh, online, at least, the line is 14 and a half. The over under is 53 for the game. Gotcha, gotcha. And then there's uh, also the, the college football playoff committee is doing their things. Take a guess where Central Florida, they, they're up to the top five at the moment. Actually, I may be a little behind. Take a guess where Central Florida got in the poll because we know they're in the. I'm going to say they're sixth or seventh. No, not even close. Let's say put it this way: they're outside the top ten. They're outside the top ten in the poll. Yes. In the college football playoff, they put yeah. Central Florida outside the top ten. Yeah. How ridiculous! Yeah. I'll tell you, they're they're at number twelve. These behind people, Florida. These people should all be fired. Yeah. So far, they're behind Everyone, Florida, they're, Ohio State, I mean, Kentucky, come Washington on. State. Do these people watch football? Now UCF is not better than Alabama. Nobody thinks they are, and. They're probably, I mean, with Clemson's defense, they couldn't beat Clemson or Notre Dame, so I'm not putting them up there either. Right. They're better than Florida. Well, so far, this is who they've got ahead of for anybody that's not watching it. I mean, some of the people, some of our listeners probably sitting in front of the TV right now watching it. Um, you have, let's see, of course, at number 15, they had Utah, Penn State's at 14, West Virginia's at 13, Central Florida 12, Florida at 11, and then Ohio State is 10, Kentucky is 9, Washington State is eight, and Oklahoma is seven. There's another team that Central Florida could beat is Ohio State. Yeah, and I wouldn't argue with there. I think, yeah, I think that is possible. All right. But when we come back, the top Jeff five. Ireland will talk high school football. Playoffs are upon us. We'll let you know about the brackets, who's going where, and what's up with all of that. It's Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. It's going to be fun on the bun. Welcome back. Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app. Joined now on the phone by the sports editor for The Leader and the Collierville Herald. It's Jeff Ireland. Jeff, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Adam's back, right? Adam yeah, is back. He's, back. he's in the. He's back over there in his normal spot, and he's actually got a couple of uh, comments rolling in from social media for us. Right. we got some fan interaction. First of all, all right. Jerry, thanks, because Jerry welcomed me back. Also, uh, Cody says good evening. But then we were talking about the baseball thing a while ago. Uh, Caden was letting Chad know that uh, – Kimbrell had an injury when he was younger, and that's why he pitched that way and let him know not to speak on something he don't know about. And then uh, Cody was saying UFC, UCF hasn't beaten – or asked if anybody – they'd beaten anybody notable, which the answer is no. Uh, but – and I know he says honestly he hadn't seen their schedule. So, yeah, Cody, no, they haven't really. And then, of course, Caden came back. He said, don't speak UC- on something I don't know about. Right. All I said was that I'm not sure I buy that that makes his arm feel better as much as that he just like So maybe that's how it started. Right, right. But uh, I don't, you know. And then Kane also said UCF hasn't beaten anyone. Would have lost to Memphis, but a Memphis go-ahead touchdown was called back 
on a holding call that's clear enough. But yeah, we we were there, saw that. You're all right about that. That that probably did cost them the game. Now maybe the rain really maybe. cost them the game because they can't play in the rain for some reason. It's like a curse. It just and <laughs> that's. But they they played like garbage in the second half. They pretty much that one play help didn't help. But yeah. they lost that game the whole second. It's ridiculous. Probably not to put the points. most notable win they have, though. It's true. They don't have a lot of Memphis notable is the wins. Most notable was, no, I don't know. Pitt, I think, would be more notable than Memphis. Uh, Memphis has not turned out to right, be very right. good. At that I, point, it's Memphis to be, has but a good offense, but they're not very good defensively. I mean, I, I would, if it weren't for the rain, they probably would have lost that game. Uh, but, yeah, I would say Pitt would be their most notable win. And I'm not saying that, but I, what, and I'm not, listen, I'm not advocating them for them to be number one. I'm saying with my eyeballs, they could beat Ohio State. Now, I don't think they should be necessarily ranked above Ohio State. I, I didn't mean that. I just mean that I think they're better. I've watched both teams play, and I think that they're better than Ohio State. Now, Florida, I do think they should be ranked above, uh, but I'm not advocating for them to be number four or anything. I'm just saying that I feel like, uh, you know, their schedule is their schedule, man. It is what it is. I mean, Alabama plays Citadel next week after this LSU game. So uh, Actually, no, it's the week after. Okay. They, they got to so, play Mississippi State. They got one, they still, got one more ranked I'm just saying, team in there. Like, uh, you know, uh, I hate that they're playing Citadel. I, I, everybody, uh, that there's only so much, though, you can do with your schedule because in non-conference, who wants to play Alabama? I mean, there's only – and I'm not – taking up for them scheduling Citadel, but honestly, who wants to go in against Alabama and take a loss? Who wants to schedule a loss first thing in the year? You know, so I I I I uh oh. I I'm just saying that schedules you can't always help schedule, but I'm just saying if you look at if you just look at the teams, then you can see that Central Florida is a top ten team. They're not number twelve, and, they're a top ten team. That's Jeff, all I'm really case, getting at. Jeff, just in case you hadn't been <laughs> there was going, you know, they're doing the college football playoff <laughs> right nice now. Talking to you guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, they, we're talking about the, they had the, the high, they're doing the college football playoff right now. Yeah. And they right. announced them all ago while we were in there. And I announced that, you know, they put Florida or central Florida at number 12 outside of the top 10. So yeah. that's what we were kind of going about that. But for everybody, because we were going to mention it, the top four, they finally released them. And it's no surprise. It's Alabama one, Clemson two, LSU three, Notre Dame four. The only thing so. that surprises yeah. me is LSU above Notre Dame, but that it, that'll correct They're itself. They're only doing that because they know what's going to happen. Yeah, that'll weekend. correct itself this weekend. Jeff, <laughs> thanks for hanging in there uh, while we yeah. answer some fan questions. But uh, and and st- I stuck up for myself because I'm getting roasted tonight. But uh, that's okay. That's what we're here for. <laughs> uh, the uh, I enjoy the back and forth. Uh, although uh, now we need to move on and talk about high school football. And Jeff, uh, you're the best person to talk to. About that, we got the playoffs coming up. Covington hosts Melrose. Melrose has a losing record. They're just in the playoffs uh, by default, basically. Uh, so shouldn't be much trouble for Covington? Before I get into that, I have to mention one thing. I want to let you guys know that you have a, uh, a listener in Bartlett who happens to be my mom. Okay. <laughs> All <laughs> and, uh, right. she, she was like, make sure you mention Muntford Cross Country. And I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> for obvious reasons, but uh, yeah, the Mufford boys cross country team um, advanced to the to the state meet for the first time in school history. Oh so, wow! You know, it, coincidentally, my son is on the team. You know, <laughs> if he was on the team, I might be mentioning it, but I am mentioning it. So <laughs> anyway, it's a pretty big deal for them. So I just want to give a congratulations to them. But, but yeah, uh, the the Covington Melrose game. You know, on Melrose has a good name, so you think it'd be a good game, but 
I don't know. You know, I ran into uh, you guys know John Varlis. He's the uh, used to work for the Commercial Appeal. Now he's the. Um, I thought he owned the... Rendezvous. That's that's uh, Charlie. who's that? That's Charlie, Charlie Vargas. Vargas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. Anyway, he's a reporter. <laughs> anyway, he was he was asking. I saw him in Murfreesboro when I was there for the girls' state soccer tournament. And he told me that he he, he watches Melrose more than I do, and he said it'll, it won't be a good game. So. I expect Kevin to roll through that game. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens, as I always say. But, you know, he'll well, be a heavy favorite there. The most exciting thing to happen, uh, Brighton and Mumford played for a playoff spot on Friday. One, the winner was going to get a playoff spot, and the loser didn't. It ended up being Munford. They were able to get the win over uh, Brighton and uh, Deshaun Adele with a monster performance in that game, like 248 yards rushing and four touchdowns, I think. Uh, just insane with the performance that he turned out and they're able to get that win but now the reward is drive to paris tennessee and play juggernaut henry county yeah that's not an ideal matchup but it, it is what it is but but yeah uh jay sean adele i mean i was at that game and you know i was going through the stats and according to my stats which are not official you know mudford only two people on offense touched the ball other than the center <laughs> and that was Jay Sean Adele and Noah Robertson. Yeah, Adele had, like you said, 240-something yards, scored every touchdown, and Robertson had, I think, about 50 or 60 yards. But, yeah, I mean, it was just pretty unbelievable just the way Mumford's offense works. You know, you would think, that, you know, it could be stopped because it's pretty much similar action. Maybe not action, but, you know, Adele got the ball or Robertson got the ball right. every time, basically. You know where it's going, yeah. They, they couldn't, yeah, they just couldn't stop him. And, Which you know, just speaks just, to athleticism of Adele, I think. That, yeah, that I mean, yeah. You he know has, he's getting the ball. You still can't stop him. They're, right. they're They're still daring you just to stop him right now. And and it's, and it's kind of uh, it's reminiscent to me of a performance last year by Malik uh, Jackson when he scored, I think, eight touchdowns in a game. Or eight total yeah, touchdowns, like yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, it was they ran a lot of the same play, but it kept working. And it was just like you're just not going to stop this guy tonight. It's his night. Yeah, Munford just does what they do. What they does does what they do. I'm not sure how to phrase that, but yeah, they just <laughs> they do what they do. And uh, I mean, <laughs> when when they're on, it's it's hard to stop it because you don't see it much in high school football these days because most people are throwing the ball around, or at least a fairly balanced offense. And Munford just Runs the ball about ninety nine percent of the time, and it's usually between the tackles. And you know they uh, they have success with it. So yeah, congrats to them for getting to the playoffs. And they got a tough draw at Henry County. I don't expect them to win that game, but stranger things have happened. So we'll we'll see what happens. Of course, just reminding everybody, our player of the week poll is up. You got to be a member of the AC Army uh, on Facebook. That is the Adam and Chad fan group, uh, and then you can vote in the poll. And uh, this week in the poll, Deshaun Adele, we just talked about the quarterback from Mufford. It says RB. I, I, I promise, I thought I put QB on there. So I'm sorry to Deshaun for that because I know he's a quarterback. I thought I put QB, but it, it says RB. Munford, he had 22 carries, 248 yards, and four touchdowns. Marcus Hayes, the running back from Covington, 14 carries, 161 yards, two touchdowns, two catches for 98 yards and a touchdown. And Reed Holland at Fayette Academy, wide receiver, uh, or running back, rather. He is uh, 13 carries for 102 yards and three touchdowns, one catch for nine yards, three tackles, a tackle for loss, and an interception. Uh, those are the three nominees for Clay 
player of the week. You still got time to vote. Voting closes at seven o'clock, and we'll declare a winner of that. Hat Ads Player of the Week, sponsored by Hat Ads in Munford. Uh, now, Jeff, uh, TRA lost on Friday night, so they've got to go out to Chattanooga. That's quite a travel for a round one playoff game. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty silly the way the way that works. But yeah, they got to go to Chattanooga for a first round game. So it's Grace Baptist Academy. Uh, you know, I don't I don't have a, b- a big scouting report on Grace Baptist Academy out of Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm really looking at it. Who knows how that's going to go? But at least it's a fun trip. You know, there's something the guys will remember. You have know, to, to drive out there, and I'm, I'm assuming they're going to stay in a hotel and have some fun. So. Visit the aquarium, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah, there there's a lot go. to who do in Chattanooga. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea who's going to uh, win that game, but it'll be a fun trip for the guys. Well, Grace Baptist is 6-3-1. and one. Okay. So they're, uh, I was looking kind of at their stuff. I don't reckon. I'm, yeah. Yeah. How do they have a tie? Because there's overtime in high school football. Uh, I wondered that too. I saw their record; see. it was six three and one, and I, I looked it up earlier, and I thought the same thing. I didn't think yeah. they had ties in high school football. They they tied their very first game against Lookout Valley, twenty one twenty one. Yeah, that doesn't really make any sense. Maybe they, they, they have limited have... overtimes, like they only can go so many. Yeah. Unless like lightning or something, and and so they had to call the game at a tie. I don't Let's know. See. I was looking under the things just to see the box. I think score. they should be disqualified for a bogus a tie. Yeah, right? there you go. Right, it's like <laughs> automatic <laughs> DQ. Right. Yeah, because it's uh, it sure is. Eh? Yeah, automatic DQ. Millington will take on Ripley, uh, Jeff, uh, in the uh, uh, in that game. And uh, then, uh, hey, we got a couple of cross area games. Haywood takes on Bolton. Uh, no, not Bolton. Uh, what am I saying? Uh, Haywood takes on Fayetteware. Fayette yeah. Yeah. And uh, I knew it was two teams from the area. And Fayette Academy, though, they, they play so well, they get a first-round bye. Yeah. and they're, But they're yeah. in a rough bracket. Boy, Rosemark has got it bad. If they do get past Grace, they got to play Davidson Academy right out the, the very next round. So. Yeah. They're, you know, it's, it is what it is. But, yeah, they've had a good season. Like we talked about, they had some injuries and things. But, yeah, they're going to. They're going to go one and out, or possibly two and out, almost, almost definitely. But you know, they've they've had a good year, and it's just that well, considering the injuries, weird. considering the injuries, they've had a really good year. I, yeah. I mean, you're talking about they they've lost. They're five and five. So. All but one running back, uh, and had to promote freshmen to the uh, varsity team as they went along, uh, and lost their captains. I was watching the uh, coin toss uh, a couple of weeks ago at Rosemark, and uh, none of the captains had pads on, or maybe one of them had pads on, and everybody else is injured out there for the coin toss. So, yeah, it's impressive what they've been able to do uh, with that. So uh, where are you going to be? you going to be in Covenant, or are you going to make the trek <clears throat> up to Henry County? You know, I haven't decided yet. I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm kind of still uh, still thinking about that. Henry County is a long, long ride. <laughs> oh, it's Again, about two might hours, not go yeah. that well. Yeah, and just you know, to be honest, no, you know, if if Mumford loses, nobody wants to read a story about that, really. Right. <laughs> so it's well, kind of hard to justify spending the money to go out there when nobody wants to read a story about a team losing. So. You can listen to it right here because it'll be our game. Of That's the week. right. Yeah, it's, oh, uh, you guys are making the making um, the trek. Up yeah, ninety-three-five okay. FM. We will have uh, Henry County and Mun- we'll have Mumford at Henry County over on ninety-three-five FM, and then on twelve fifty AM we'll have Melrose at Covington. So we'll have uh, two area playoff games. We didn't get a crew out to Chattanooga. 
we yeah, we only we only have two radio stations though. So the, if we had three radio stations, we might have a crew oh, out there. Jeff, you're getting who, called who's out, going man. to uh, Henry County? What, that, uh, that'd be the crew members? Roger Beasley and Doctor Tom Barton. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. And and Jeff, you're getting called out on social media here. They're, uh, I'm assuming T- some Mufford fans are. Yeah, yeah it is. Tina yeah. says, Jeff, come on, get on the road, go support them Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> Tell whoever that is. I'm a me- I'm a media member. I don't support people. I report the news. Right, right. <laughs> so Tina, you hear Except, that if you're listening, yeah. that, that that's what Jeff's response. <laughs> sort of. It's, it's sort of a gray area. When you work for a small paper, it's a little bit different. You kind of do support yeah. them, you know. But I'm a, I'm always rooting for our teams. Let me make that clear. But you know, it's just it's that's, that's going to be a tough, a tough gig for Munford. But I, I hope for the best for them. And they've had a good year. I mean, I tell you what, what Nick Markle does over there is really, really impressive. I mean, he'll admit to you and to me that he doesn't have the best talent in the world, and they do really well with what they have. There's no doubt about that. You know, they buy in and they do really well. So I'm rooting for them. Well, real quick, Jeff, before we let you go. Uh... I just wanted to ask you, we're getting into basketball season now, of course. Uh, are, who are we looking out for this year in basketball? I know Mumford girls uh, were the team to look at, uh, but now they've graduated a lot of their good players. Uh, so who's the most interesting basketball team around the area right now? Yeah, probably really Rosemark, honestly. You know, um, you know the boys – and the girls were right on the verge of making the state tournament last year. Right. Um, so those are probably, you know, respective to their divisions, those are probably the, the most promising promising teams. Um, other than that, probably the Covington girls. Yeah, the rest of them are pretty big question marks. I mean, um, Brighton's you know, uh, Brighton boys lost, lost a ton. Yeah. They lost their three best players, you know, so we'll see how that goes. And, you know, the Mumford girls lost a ton, and the Mumford boys are – you know, the month for boys, and, you know, I don't know. I'm not really sure who's going to be the team to beat around here, but as far as this area, yeah, I would say the two Rosemark teams are, are probably the teams to watch. You know, I know the boys team brought back several several time players, started the girls. They were actually both relatively young last year, so those are the teams that I would expect to have the, you know, the chance to do the best this, this coming season. But, yeah, I need to get into that. I started thinking about that yesterday. It's almost that time. I think we were starting yeah. in about two weeks, so, you know, if we're getting there. Yep. And also, well, oh, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, what is Jeff? Uh, the late Tina wanted me to tell. Said, "Tell him it's me. It's Tina Bryan. Do you know a Tina McDaniel?" Oh Bryan? goodness, that's my babysitter. Yeah, oh, she, yeah. Baby, she oh, said to make sure to tell you it was her. She's so. listening. Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. well, she's on Facebook at least. I so yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she said, "Tell him it's yeah. me." Put the little smiley face. Happening. She was my babysitter well, uh, when I was a little kid. So interesting. Uh, okay, okay. gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well. We, we're glad to know we have your mom and your childhood babysitter. I know. You're right. good for me. Audience. You guys, I'm, I'm like, you know, multiplying your your listeners and yep. for my relatives. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk to you again next week, man. All right, guys. Right. Have a good one. All right. When we come back, we got Nick Markle, head coach of Munford High School. They're headed to Henry County in the playoffs this weekend. We'll talk to him. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM and the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Some people are dumb. Yeah, really. <laughs> Welcome back in. Welcome back. It's Adam and Chad. Keep those comments coming in on Facebook Live. Also on Twitter, at Adam Chad Sports. Joining us on the hotline right now, 
head coach of the Munford Cougars, who played their way into the playoffs on Friday night by beating Brighton 28-21. It is Coach Nick Markle. Coach, thanks for joining us. No, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Well, Coach, back to the game on Friday. Before we look ahead to the playoffs, uh, you guys got the win you needed. And when uh, when you needed to count on your guys, they pulled it off. Deshaun Adele, especially with his performance, four touchdowns, able to get the big win over rival Brighton and get into the playoffs. Just tell us a little bit about that game and the preparation going into it. Uh, you know, we kind of treated last week as a playoff week. I mean, it was really, you know, loser goes home and the, the rest, you know, winner goes on to play Henry County. And we knew the stakes going into it. And uh, we treated that week just as we're treating this week. Uh, it was, uh, you know, we had a lot of intensity playing. We were very, very focused during our practice uh, week last week. And, uh, you know, our recipe is control the clock and don't give up big plays on defense. Uh, I think we gave up one big play on defense and we turned the ball over one time. Um, that's, you know, really that's one time too many. But we uh, we were able to come out with a victory, you know, and I'm really proud of our young men, especially our seniors. Uh, it had been four years since we had beaten Brighton, and um, I really wanted them to go out with a, a win against them at some point in time in their career. And there's no better way to do it than on their senior night at our house, you know. So I was really proud of them. And they fought hard. And Brighton tried to come back there in the last five minutes of the game. And, uh, you know, our kids never, never relaxed. They they stayed into it all the way to the last uh, last whistle. So I'm really proud of how we played and, and playing our way in the playoffs. And I got to be honest with you, uh, proved me wrong in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I thought that uh, I, I gave Brighton a slight edge. I just uh, I see Nick Johnson throwing for over 2,000 yards, and I'm saying, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, it's just going to be hard to contain that offense. But uh, it, you guys, to hold them to three scores, I mean, it was just an excellent job on both sides of the ball for you guys. You controlled the clock with the run and then able to keep them from getting in the end zone too many times. Well, you know, it is hard to contain them. They have they had some athletes at some positions. You know, I think number nine's a, a heck of a football player, causes some matchup problems. I think their young running back is going to be a, a, a good up and coming player for them. And the and the quarterback's a solid player, you know. Uh, but at the same time, it's hard for them to play when they're standing on the sideline. So, uh, you know, you say it's hard to contain them. It's also hard to stop us. Right. So it's a deal to where if we don't stop ourselves, we got a good chance of winning ball games on Friday night. Well, you're looking ahead now to Henry County. You got to travel up to Paris for a first round of the playoffs and play against them. I mean, I think everybody knows it's a tough task ahead. It's not something that's not doable, though. Uh, what are you guys looking for against Henry County? Um, yeah. Honestly, I think they're probably a better overall team than they were last year when we ran into them in the second round. Um, no matter what happens in our region, you know, we expect to make the playoffs every year. And when we left Henry County last year, uh, we met as a coaching staff and we basically discussed how do you beat Henry County. Um, and that's something that we've kind of geared ourselves toward all year uh, of trying to prepare for. Once we make the playoffs, all roads go through Henry County in some way. Uh, if we can beat them, you know, we got a good chance of making some runs and things like that. 
Uh, you know, and it, the, the recipe doesn't change. We can't give up big plays on defense. We need to get off the field on defense. That's going to be crucial with us on Friday night. They have a great run in the team. They're very balanced in what they do. They're about 50-50 run-pass ratio. Uh, I would say their ground game is a little bit better than their passing game. You know, and, and when we get out there on offense, we need to sustain drives of anywhere from 10 to 16 plays per drive if we're going to, you know, stay in a ball game. So uh, we definitely have a monumental task in front of us, but I feel like our guys are, are geared toward uh, probably playing the best best ball they've played all year here in the last, I would say, seven quarters of football that we've played. Uh, minus the first quarter against Kirby, our guys have really come together and figured out, you know, if we grind people out, we got a chance to win a ball game in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, our defense is improving, our tackling is improving. And this stuff I talk about all year, uh, we want to be peaking at this time. We don't want to be peaking in week five, six, or seven. So, uh, you know, things are kind of lining up for us. Uh, we're healthy. That's a good thing. And, uh, you know, we'll see how the cards fall on Friday night. And coach, also, uh, it looks like from the bracket too. Henry County's probably the toughest of the teams in the bracket. I mean, you got Kirby down on the bottom end there. That you may, if you, you know, if you get past Henry County, it appears that Kirby probably would be your next biggest challenge down the road, and it could be a good path for y'all to move on to the next couple rounds, and make a little bit of a run here. Yeah, I think you know uh, our coaches were talking about today. If we are able to go up there and upset Henry County. I could see on the entire region sweeping their region. Um, we're just, you know, that's just uh, a testament to the region that we play in. Uh, there's athletes at every every turn, you know, and uh, some pretty good coaches too. So it's just a deal to where if we go up there and play, you know, I told them we have to play the best ball we played all year to have a chance. And uh, we've had a pretty good first two days of practice. And, uh, you know, tomorrow's going to be kind of a, uh, mix up because of all the rain coming in and stuff like that. So we've really been putting a lot of time in yesterday and today trying to get everything right for tomorrow. So, right. you know, we'll see how it falls out come uh, Friday night about 930, and hopefully we'll be standing on top. No no stomach aches from Halloween candy right. from these guys now. <laughs> Tell them to stay yeah. away from that. <laughs> That's right. I don't have time for that. Neither do they. They got <laughs> around and well, Coach, you, uh, you've been doing a fantastic job at Mumford ever since you've been there. Congratulations on making the playoffs, and good luck this week at Henry County. It'll be on 93.5 FM. We'll all be listening. Oh, fantastic. I appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good evening. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Coach. Coach Nick Markle with the Munford Cougars. They're traveling to Henry County to play in the playoffs. Uh, and it's it's a tough task, but in the end, you know, uh, it's – something that they can do oh, let me tell you something you can compete with a lot of teams if you control time of possession in the way that they were able to this past week if you can control that then you can be in just about any ball game oh yeah just just by and, doing that and so it's a good game plan going in for for anything uh for for any football game to try to just control time of possession and you put it, they can't score. It's like he said, the offense can't score if they're not on the field. And uh, so you make that your goal 
if you know the offense is is a decently powered offense. Right, and it it could be a win win. Uh, no pun. If they win the game, that's a big confidence boost because they are in the bracket. They are the perennial power overall. If you look at the records and who they played, and like you said, they but they they've been ready for Henry County. They've been looking at ways to beat them ever since last year. So this may be the perfect storm. If they win the game, that's a huge confidence boost going against the other teams, which I. Like I said, Kirby's about the only other one that's probably at Henry County type level, so they should be able to navigate the rest of the brackets. And with that confidence, it could you know you get on a run. It could be a very good playoff run for Munford if they yeah. get past this game. So I they, mean, uh, you know, you don't want to look too far ahead to anything, right? Right. But uh, it, it would be uh, it would be very exciting to say the least if they were to go up there to Paris and get the win, and uh, you know. Uh, like I said, he they're peaking right now. Munford is peaking right now, which is the best time to be peaking. So uh, it'll be an interesting thing to watch for sure. Uh, like we said earlier, Covington taking on Melrose. That'll be in Covington. We'll uh, have that'll be over on our sister station, twelve fifty a.m. And uh, then Tipton Rosemar taking on Grace Baptist in Chattanooga. Uh, that one uh, will not be on the air anywhere, uh, but uh, if if people out there, and I just want to remind everybody that attends these football games, download the ScoreStream app. ScoreStream works with us here at US 51 Country to make sure that we have updated scores on all of the local high school games, and you can contribute to that by having the app on your phone. You can report scores into the app and uh, that helps everybody else know what the scores are at places they can't be. Uh, so that is uh, something that whoever's traveling out there to, Ro- uh, to Chattanooga this week with Rosemark, uh, download the app and make sure you keep it up to date so that all the scores will be right there at us51country.com for anybody to see. That bracket, and I thought that's that, that is kind of a crazy matchup. I think all the, all of our, well, most of our viewers that we listen, I think they all win. I think Haywood wins. I think Millington's going to come away with a win over Ripley. I think that's going to be the most intriguing game, though, because they're about See, I, I think Ripley may take that game. I mean, but I think they could. But Tommy I, Clifton I, and Jafonzo Smith are a yeah. great combo there yeah. for Millington. And I, so, they're and Tom, you know, Tommy Clifton's getting better all the time. Uh, but I, I just – I don't know, man. I, Ripley is improving, too. I think are, that's probably – That's probably the most If you like want to see most the most competitive game. best game, that's probably yeah. the best one is to watch uh, Millington. Because they're so – close to one another as far as their talent level right and stuff, yeah it's, it's about the same uh but i do i think millington gets it though and i think haywood will get that beat fate where i think munford get will uh pull a close one out against henry county because just because they're on the rise and i i think tipton rosemark i don't know a lot about that team in chattanooga but i i feel like they seem to get up for that first game like i think they're going to be ready to play it's kind of a just that feeling of playoff time i think everybody comes out good the first round now after that I feel like Munford's got the best chance moving forward. If they can get past Henry County, I think they can make a deep run. I feel like Millington and Haywood and Tipton Rosemark probably are going to be done after the first round. Not knock against Tipton Rosemark. So anybody that might be listening going, what? You're playing Davidson Academy. Davidson County Academy is... Has already beat you. Right, badly. And Davidson Academy is, is... Now, I'd love for them to knock them off. That'd be awesome. But... Statistically, it's just not. And I, I hope think, for the best. I, think I hope they have Academy, a good close game. Fayette Academy should come away scared. with a win against Bye. Right. BYE. <laughs> well, they're playing well, somebody called BYE. <laughs> same like Nashville, too. Yeah. <laughs> Brigham Young something. I don't yeah. know. But they got those. And of course, I figured uh, Fayette, or of course, Fayette Academy's in our 
little group too. We've actually got Rube out there. That quarterback is just something else. So uh, they'll be playing. I'm I'm betting in the championship. That's probably going to be your that division's champion. But I'd love for it to be Tiffin Rosemark. But I wish I had brought the stats. But we were talking about Rube a little bit last week, and uh, he's thrown stats. for over a thousand and rushed for over a thousand yards this year. And, and I, ten or eleven on touchdowns on each uh, uh, of each one. Plus he's got uh, thirty plus th- tackles. Yeah, thirty. I think it's thirty even tackles yeah. and. Uh, just breakups, interceptions. incredible stats for this guy. He, he is an incredible player. Uh, and, uh, I mean, well, there are a lot of incredible players out there uh, this year. We've got a few. Uh, we'll let you know after we announce Player of the Week in the next segment, we will let you know who, who has been narrowed down to the finalists for the Hatheads Player of the Year Award. We have narrowed it down. We have five finalists for the Hatheads Player of the Year Award. We'll announce those, and then, of course, we won't announce the winner until after all the teams are out of the playoffs. Uh, hopefully after one or two of them have won a state title. That's right. That's right. And real quick on our social media, uh, Jerry, uh, yes, you can stream WKBL. Yes, it's, uh, yeah, just look up can... WKBL on the App Store. Right, and you get that. And also, Cody uh, Cody thinks that Ripley's going to beat Millie. He agrees with you that Ripley will take Millington, So, And then Tina says, yes, go Cougars. So. <laughs> but, but, yeah, anybody else out there wanting that? Yeah, you can get the WKBL app if you're outside of Covington and you're uh, – a Covington fan, you want to listen to that on WKBL, you can get the app and listen to it anywhere in the world. So it's just like, and same thing goes for uh, US 51. Yeah, country, US 51 country. Too. Just look up so. US 51 country in the app store. Uh, and uh, for WKBL, look up WKBL in the app store. And it's just that easy. Install the apps and you can listen to the games uh, from wherever you are, as long as you got internet or data. And us, uh, too. Connection. <laughs> yeah, and you can listen to us, too. Uh, you know, when it's live, anyway. Right, right. It's live, yeah. And uh, you can actually listen to us on demand. If you have an Apple phone, then you got the podcast app, right? So uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts. We're there. Rate the show, too. All right. We're going to take a news break, come back with a halftime score update, and then we'll have the winner of the Hat Ads Player of the Week. That's next on Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM and the U.S. 51 Country. We just talked about it. Mobile app. All right, halftime here on Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. The U.S. 51 Country mobile app checking the scores right now on... Your halftime score update. And I don't know why, but it's not showing me what I want. Come on, come on. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Kent State and Bowling Green tied up at zero. They actually haven't started the game yet, and that's why. Uh, But they are just about to get kicked off there in Bowling Green, taking on Kent State in college football. Why they play on a Tuesday night, I don't understand. In the NBA, the Hornets lead the Heat 54-43 in the second quarter. The Cavs and Hawks are tied at 52 in the second quarter. Cavs, of course, operating without their head coach who just got fired. Not the first Cleveland head coach to get fired this week. Kings over the Magic 55-52 in the second quarter. Pistons trail the Celtics 21-28 right now in the first quarter. Raptors lead the 76ers 28-24 in the first quarter. Wizards and Grizzlies are just about to get underway but have not tipped off yet. In hockey, the Penguins and Islanders are tied up at 2 at the end of the first. Hurricanes over the Bruins 1-0 into the first. Devils over the Lightning 2-1 
8-16 to go in the first on that one. And the Predators are just about to take the ice against the Golden Knights. And that is your halftime score update. Back in just a moment on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country. Welcome back to Adam and Chad. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. All right, welcome back in. Second half of Adam and Chad here. And we are ready, are we not, Adam? Yes, we are. First, let me remind you that you can interact with the show. It's on Facebook Live right now. You can interact in the comment feed of the Facebook Live video. You can find us, facebook.com slash Sports. You can also find us on Twitter, at AdamChadSports. And you can call into the show, 901-475-9355, 901-475-9355. Don't forget, after the show, the show's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify now has Adam and Chad. We've been recently added to Spotify, so look for us there as well. And uh, all the places you get podcasts, really, you should be able to get Adam and Chad, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com, two of our major distributors there. So check us out. All right, Adam, it is time now. Who is the winner of the Hat Ads Player of the Week? All right. Our winner is quarterback, not running back. Jay Sean Adele of Munford with 171 votes. So Cougar Nation came out and showed showed up big time tonight. So it was a close one. He was down earlier today. He was down by almost 30, 40 votes. So yeah, it was, was up and down poll this week. Jump, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Cougar Nation coming out support. Deshaun Adele, congratulations. You are the Hat Ads Player of the Week. Brought to you by Hat Ads Department Store in downtown Mumford, the last great department store in America. And one of the better outdoor stores you'll find anywhere. Go to hdsoutdoors.com to see their inventory there or head down to Hat Ads Department Store in downtown Mumford. Thanks to Hat Ads for sponsoring the Player of the Week and the Player of the Year. And congratulations to Jashawn Adele winning it for the Munford Cougars. He is our Hat Ads Player of the Week. And uh, Player of the Year we'll turn our attention to now. As that is our final, by the way, Player of the Week award for the year. Uh, we only do them during the regular season. So the uh, player, uh, final Player of the Week award has been given out. Now we will announce our five finalists for the Hat Ads Player of the Year award, which is not a fan-voted award as the Player of the Week is. It is a chosen award by us here at the show uh, with some input from others. Uh, and the finalists, here are the five finalists for the Hat Ads Player of the Year Award. Marcus Hayes, the running back at Covington. Rube Ray, the quarterback at Fayette Academy. Mac Fullen, the running back at Tipton Rosemark. Nick Johnson, the quarterback at Brighton. And Jashawn Adele, who we just talked about, quarterback at Munford. Those are your five finalists for the Hat Ads Player of the Year Award, we will not announce until every team has completed their season. Then we will announce live on the air who 
wins the Haddad's Player of the Year Award and do a presentation. But on Thursday, be looking for a video from us on the Adam and Chad Facebook page because we'll be presenting the Haddad's Player of the Week Award to Deshaun Adele in Mumford. We'll be going out to Mumford High School and presenting that award this week, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Adam, thoughts on finalists for Player of the Year? Oh, they're all, I mean... All of them are great. Uh, they just different, you know. They play different levels of teams, and I, I feel like they're all deserving. It's, it was hard cutting it down because we started off. I think we had what fifteen in the original, or fourteen or something, and then we went down. Of course, I missed last week. So normally we cut them. So if somebody's thing we're missing, usually we cut it down to like ten, and then we go to our final five. And so now we're at the final five. But uh, I mean, you got Rubray out there, Fed Academy. He is just something else. And of course, you know. Mr. Hayes has done his thing all year, and of course, Mr. Adele, he got got his win with the Player of the Week. He's been good, um, and of course, we've had Mac Fullins won our Player of the Week several times, and uh, he's been carrying tip for it. I, I hate that we didn't get to see Jake Roan this year much after his injury and everything, but we you know, give him a little autumn. When he did play, he was doing well. He was on his way. I'm sure would have been right in the mix again. So, um, and then Mr. Johnson out there, Brighton, even though the record isn't great he's had some amazing over 2,000 yards passing so, yeah I mean, he's just it's great so and uh the one of the higher completion percentages we've seen uh right, out of right. high school quarterbacks so yeah. yeah Nick Johnson he's definitely a player out there and I mean look some of the players that got left off the list are great too uh it's just that at some point you have to narrow it down and it's tough uh, but there are definitely players that got left off the list that are very good too uh the NFL trade deadline it was today, I think 4.30, or maybe it was 4.30 Eastern so. today. Uh, and so some big moves got made, uh, some coming up close to the deadline. But, uh, like, the, for example, this one that I know Adam will be interested in because uh, he went to Alabama as uh, a college kid. Ha-ha Clinton Dix got traded uh, from the Packers to the Redskins, and now uh, the Redskins have the best uh, secondary probably in the NFL due to this trade. Uh, so that that was one very significant one. What do you think about Clinton Dix leaving the Packers? I am not happy about it. Why, though? The Packers aren't even competing in their own division this year. The Redskins may win their division. That's true. I'm, I'm just not a fan of the Redskins. Sorry to any Redskins fans out there. I'm just, I've never been a fan of them. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't have any real reason necessarily i guess just you know how you just have teams you just don't care i mean i don't dislike or hope they lose or anything like that i just they're just one of those teams there's really nothing about them that draws my attention of course i don't have a a firm nfl team i do root for of course i i like the patriots but i like the baltimore ravens typically there's a lot of alabama players and i know people give me crap about it i there are a lot of alabama players that play for the redskins so i do root for those guys i hope clinton dicks does well I do wish him well, I, but I liked him better when he was on Green Bay. I don't know what it is about it. I don't, I, Green Bay is a team, one of the teams that I'm I'm cool with. I don't have, you know, I don't have, it's not one of my teams that I dislike. So I always like for when the Alabama players are on teams that I care for. Whenever well, they get places like Cleveland or, or, or Washington that I'm kind of like, man, come on. Um, you know, well, I, I will say, I mean, with the Redskins adding Clinton Dix into the uh, in, in as safety, and then they got DJ Swearingen back there at safety as well. These are the two top performance safeties by the numbers in the NFL so far this year. It, it, they're 
their defense is going to be tough to play right. against. And they're in a division where, I mean, quarterback play is not necessarily top-notch. The only, the only top-notch quarterback in the division is the Eagles quarterback, Carson Wentz. Right, right, and that's and they've been struggling lately. Yeah, I, was, but, I thought he'd be better than that. You know, I, I hate. I hope that injury didn't derail his career. You know, he's good, but I'm trying. I wonder if it's affecting his play because I haven't got to watch a lot of I don't the know. games that he's been in. But I, his stats just have seemed to suffer. And I know I meant to mention this while ago. That, uh, I know Jerry doesn't like that trade. He, I'm definitely. <laughs> I know he's in the same boat with me for other. What's he's going been, on Jerry's with the Packers, Jerry? I know you're right. a Packers fan. Tell us what's going on with the Packers up yeah. there because they don't seem to want to make any moves to help their team. Right, and he says that the Ravens can have Ty Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> he says my Ravens. Now, I don't, yeah. I don't claim well because it's basically his uh, Aussie news. You know, he's the manager of uh, right now. I think he's leaving after this year. That's another reason I have a little soft spot for Baltimore because of the there's so many Alabama talent. On on that well, team, but I, I don't. I only root for him. I just don't root against him necessarily. Not a big Flacco fan either, but you know he's all right. Um, so the uh, now uh, bringing up what you were talking about with the Eagles, they may be trying to answer some of their problems uh, by signing Golden Tate off the the Detroit Lions. Golden Tate will now play for the Eagles at wide receiver. They only had to give up a third round pick for him. So, I mean, honestly. Uh, it, it's. I think it's a good trade for the Eagles, and I. I think he could probably do some stuff. Yeah, uh, I think it's a decent trade. I'm not a fan of Golden Tate because naturally he go. He came from Notre Dame, so Golden Tate says. Uh, it's uh, in a tweet. It's been real, Detroit. I love you forever, Philly, Philly. Let's get it. And I think that's like a dilly dilly reference. Right, I think uh, so too. Carson Wentz tweeted back to him and said, "Let's roll, my man. Excited to compete with you." Uh, Carson Wentz probably is excited to get a receiver like Golden Tate. I, uh, you know, and it's what's surprising to me is as good as Golden Tate is, this will be what his third team. I mean, I yeah. I just wouldn't have expected him to move around that much. Yeah, sometimes it's weird. I I don't know what it is with him because I mean he's like I said I I'm not a Notre Dame fan, so I anytime there are players, I'm like yeah whatever. But I do agree he is a good. It may be receiver. his fourth team. I think it's his third I know team. It's it may been be a his bunch. Yeah, and then also uh, mentioned too we're talking about we're talking about trades and receivers. Speaking, uh, Cody says is Cowboys traded for Cooper from Oakland. Wait and see how that. I'm not just being an album homer. That's going to work out very well for Dak. Cooper is legit. He's worth every bit of what they but I just hope he doesn't make me sound well, retarded by <laughs> Yeah. Well here's the thing. Hopefully I he think that do it, you know, lay a brick or nothing. I there, think but. that for the most part, this is more of a uh although as I understand it, or I heard today that the fifth year option had already been picked up on Dak Prescott. But I think this is sort of a do we want to go long term with Dak or not a decision. So they put Amari Cooper in there and say, Okay, look, we replaced Des Bryant now, you got another number one receiver. Now let's see what you can do. Uh, and, I mean, I, I think that it probably will help Dak Prescott, but I think what would ha- help Dak Prescott more than anything is a coaching change. Um, although that too, maybe yeah. it's not – maybe that's not it, but that's the way I see it right now. I think Jason Garrett is too passive a coach and not trusting enough of Dak's abilities uh, – to coach Dak Prescott right now. I, I believe that uh, Dak can be what we saw in the breakout year. I think we can see that again from Dak with the right coaching. Now, he could prove me wrong, too. Uh, but I think the Amari Cooper trade was good. I wish the Titans had gotten Amari Cooper rather than the Cowboys. They both need a number one receiver really badly. Uh, but he ends up going to the Cowboys. Now, I will say Amari Cooper... He he hasn't been putting up the numbers 
Uh, and you, so now it's car. a fine. Is it? Well, I don't know that the blame is on Carr or the system or just that he's in Oakland. I don't know. Right. Uh, there are questions, though, about Amari Cooper. So we will see how it works out. Uh, he has had because he's another one of these guys that has had a good year with Carr. And uh, he and Carr had a great year, and then it's been lackluster ever since. And it's the same way with Dak Prescott. So let's see if this combination can work. Uh, but I'm very interested. And, uh, of course, the next game the Cowboys have, they're lucky. First of all, they picked up Amari Cooper last week, and so they got him in a bye week. So they'll probably be able to get him enough to work him in on some plays uh, in this game. And they play Monday Night Football against the Titans. Is their first game back. I would have watched the first game anyway to see what happened, but now I'm really interested in it. Uh, and I'm also disappointed because what I hoped would happen was that after the Amari Cooper trade to Dallas, that the Titans would trade to New York and get Odell Beckham Jr. And I thought, would that not be great? Monday night football and Odell Beckham Jr. freshly traded to the Titans on one side, Amari Cooper freshly traded to the Cowboys on the other side. That would be a great game. And uh, But the Titans decided not to make any moves, so I guess they're thinking Tajay Sharp is the guy. Um, I don't know. I think if you bring in a receiver like that, you're going to learn what you need to learn about Mariota, just like you're going to learn what you need to learn about Dak now that you have Amari Cooper. So I think it would have been a smart move for the Titans to try to bring in a receiver, but uh, clearly they did not agree. Yeah, they don't make a lot of smart moves. They seem for every smart one, they make two dumb ones. So it's kind of a – and a lot of when I say dumb moves, it's inaction more than anything. You know, it's not as much that they just pick bad players. They've made some decent picks. So, yeah, I too, I would have liked to see Mari up here. I'm sure he would have loved to have been up there with Henry hanging out on an offense. So, and I'm sure Henry would have had – I didn't even actually two. think about the fact that there was an ex-teammate there. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're buddies. So I, but here you got uh, next next season. After next season, you'll have three really awesome receivers coming out of Bama that they can try to choose from, and hopefully by then Tennessee will have a new quarterback. So we'll, we'll see. All right. Well, we will come back and we'll have Brandon Reed from Tubetown and MyFantasySportsTalk.com. We'll talk more NFL and how some of these trades will affect your fantasy team. That's next on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. You're listening to Adam and Chad. And boom goes the dynamite. On US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Welcome back, Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, where you can comment. We're joined now by Brandon Reed from Ritter's Tube Town and MyFantasySportsTalk.com. Brandon, thanks for joining us on today, the NFL trade deadline. Man, I'm glad to be back. I feel so bad for having to bail on you last week because i didn't know adam was out too chaz so <laughs> found out true. after the fact you were all on your own you know basking begging for help from well from i the think that probably though the number one feedback we get on the show is that they don't hear me talk enough so no, well, yeah. so maybe so we good. satisfied maybe we you're satisfied good. some hey, listeners that, with that you 
may have had the highest numbers ever. I didn't pay attention, but <laughs> he may have had the highest numbers ever just letting you talk for two hours. <laughs> so we were covering a volleyball tournament that did very well at Jonesboro High School, the, uh, the 5A state uh, girls volleyball tournament. Um, so good numbers off that, about 20,000 views for oh, about nice. 10 games over That's three days. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty successful. Um, girls volleyball is intense. I don't know if you ever covered that, Chad, but man, I, I it never is have. intense. And this was a pretty high level we're talking about. We're talking about like 5A level, you know, uh, girls volleyball to get to the state championship game. So we basically saw, the, you know, the best two teams in action, and they ended up playing Saturday Saturday night in Hot Springs for the championship. So shout-out to Jonesboro. The Lady Hurricanes won the 5A state title, and also another area team from around here, Valley View, won the 4A state title in the um, volleyball championships over the weekend. So, um, That's cool. Yeah, and they're in stuff. Hot Springs, not Little Rock. Um, yeah, the, the, all of the um, high school championships are played in Hot Springs uh, in, in the state of Arkansas. That's, that's that, a, they, nice in itself. Uh, yeah, that is nice. They also have a nice little arena too. They built a nice little arena for you know all the indoor sports like that. And um, and uh, I, I think, and again, I should know this, but um, my memories get bad, Chad. But I, I think maybe the football is played in Little Rock, or maybe it's played in Hot Springs too. I don't know, but the majority of it's played in Hot Springs. But anyway, that's why I had to bail on you last week because this time last week I was literally running a camera and following. You know the ball back and forth across the net uh, this time, so I could not be with you. So apologize for that. But hey, Friday night I did see with my own two eyes. Jay Sean Adele was the best player on the field. Literally carried the Cougars into the playoffs over the Brighton Cardinals. So uh, perfect candidate for Player of the Week, Headheads Player of the Week this particular week. Um, he was the best player on the field, man. He was just the best player on the field um, and, and carried the Cougars. Yeah, absolutely outstanding stats. I didn't see the game in person like you did, uh, but uh, I saw the stat line and I, it was eye opening. Oh, it was. Even watching the game live, and you know, I was I was directing the game, you know, punching the buttons. But you can even tell with me halfway paying attention to the game that this dude is making all the plays. So, but you yeah. can go back and watch that game right now on TubeTown. If you go to Facebook page, uh, TubeTown Online, our Facebook page, um, you can watch the replay of the game. And I heard you earlier, I've been out kind of back and forth handing out <laughs> a trick-or-treat candy. And it's trick-or-treat. <laughs> they, they moved all the uh, trick-or-treat festivities up here in Jonesboro up to tonight. So, And I'm all out of candy already. <laughs> it, it tells you how popular my neighborhood. The kids started hitting me up at 530, but... Uh, <laughs> Candy's gone, but I was listening to most of you guys' show, and you mentioned a big game by Malik Jackson last year, and I'm pretty sure that was against Southwind on Tube Town as well. Yeah, it Monster was. Monster game. It was, yeah. yeah. You may have called that game, Chad. I, I, yeah, I did. I did. I called that game uh, with Andy Manus, and yep. uh, it was it was something to see. I've never seen like eight or nine total. It was nine total touchdowns, I think, oh my uh, God. in the it game. Was, it, was it was crazy. Yeah. It was really crazy. Uh, going on to the NFL, though, Brandon, uh, trade deadline today, and, of course, that means some fantasy teams going to be affected going forward. If you're a daily fantasy player like me, it has some effect on you, too, because even if you're playing in the daily fantasy stuff, uh, when a player moves to a new team, you don't know how much they're going to use him week to week. 
as he gets acclimated to the new system. It's like a lot of people wanted to jump on Josh Brown when he got traded to the Patriots, but he really wasn't utilized for two to two and a half weeks in the Patriots system. Uh, Josh Gordon, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what did I say? I, I thought I said Josh Gordon. Uh, I must have said something else. Uh, <laughs> Adam, what do you say? I, I don't know. <laughs> I was <kidding. laughs> uh, Maybe I'll... Go ahead. I was, I was looking at my notes, sorry. Maybe, <laughs> I, said, I, maybe I said Josh Allen, I don't know. But uh, Josh Gordon is who I was talking about, obviously. So, uh, uh, But, yeah, uh, so you've got Demarius Thomas. To me, this is one of the more interesting ones. The Texans are, are getting Demarius Thomas uh, from the Broncos. Now, uh, we know that Deshaun Watson can be good. Uh, he needs people to throw to. Is this? But I mean, it's not like they're terrible. Uh, they're sitting at top of the AFC South right now. Is this going to put them though? Is this going to sort of lock it in for them once they get Thomas integrated into the system? Well, you know, and I had that in my notes too. That was one of the big moves to me on the trade deadline, and unfortunately, not really because I still think Jacksonville. I, although I know they have been completely just garbage lately and I have no idea what's going on with the Jags because honestly they would have probably been my favorite as AFC champs going into the season not quite knowing how good Patrick Mahomes is or was going to be then Jacksonville was my favorite to bounce right back to where they were last year the AFC championship game and probably surpass the New England Patriots and get right back into the Super Bowl Uh, but they've just fell flat on their face but I still have to believe that they are the best team in the AFC South Uh, it's definitely not Indianapolis it is oh, definitely not the Tennessee they're... Titans. Um, I'm sorry for you know the local folks, but it is not the Tennessee right. Titans. That is true. Um, Let me say this. How much of a crime is it that the Titans didn't trade for a receiver themselves? With the receivers out there, there were rumors that Odell Beckham was being shopped around. I don't know how true that was, but the Titans definitely have the cap room and could have taken on Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, of course, Amari Cooper, we know, went to the Cowboys. Demarius Thomas goes to the Texans. And the Titans stand pat at what they've got when the best receiver they have is Tajay Sharp, who's average. They should have spent some money with the cap room. That's what drives me crazy, and I love John Robinson. I mean, he has been the savior of this franchise, to be honest with you. I mean, if you had to point your finger, because I'm not even sure. I'm not even – I don't even have really full confidence in Amy Adams-Strunk running the team as an owner. But what I do have confidence in is John Robinson as a GM to bring in this talent and what he's done. Uh, so, But to not spend money when you have it and to not make moves is what used to drive me crazy when Rushton Webster was the GM. Yeah. Uh, so I hate to see that. Um, but yeah, and we're we backing up a little bit and talking about with Deshaun Watson and what the Texans did. Unfortunately, I think that just it may improve their situation a little bit, but they lost Will Fuller, so they were having to make a move to really get back to really where they were. And of course, they may have excelled a little bit because um, yeah, definitely Demarius Thomas is a, is an upgrade over Will Fuller right. in my eyes. Um, but they did lose a big name receiver, so they got to replace that receiver. So great move by them to recognize, hey, they got a chance this year. They need to be competitive. They need to help uh, Deshaun Watson grow. So I agree with that move. If you're a fantasy owner, yeah. I, which I am, of Deshaun Watson, I think that can only help your situation. Um, and then the other winners, I think Philadelphia. Uh, is a winner in my book uh, by getting Golden Tate because uh, you guys were talking about how much he's moved around. Uh, but, Ian, man, he's been a winner everywhere he's been. 
uh, I mean, he can only help your situation, and I think it's only a matter of time before Carson Wentz starts to click again because I think him and Mahomes are really the future quarterbacks of the league, oh, seriously. Man. I mean, what Wentz does under center, forget the injury, forget the slow start here, but what Wentz does and sees under center, you know, it's Peyton Manning-like. Um, so I, I, think, would, I think he'll I be I would okay. throw Jerry Goff in there, too. I, Jerry Goff has been very impressive uh, with the new coaching regime at the Rams. I don't know if that's more um, – I'm hesitant to give him so much credit because what I was also being told is when he came out of uh, college, he was playing like a very limited system. He wasn't even really uh, running very many complicated plays or uh, a, a diversity of a playbook. And what I was being told is he was basically being spoon-fed the information last year uh, going in through his helmet going into each play. So he's basically just doing what he's told no matter what. And then Sean McVay seems to be a quarterback whisperer. So we'll see. We'll see. I've been impressed. The last two years, I've been impressed with what Jared Goff has been able to do because I didn't see it when he was, when he was a rookie. But uh, And then the Rams. How about those Rams? They're a winner from trade deadline day because this defense just got better with a stout uh, pass rusher off the edge uh, in Fowler. Um, forget it. Forget it, man. Forget it, man. How how does a team? I mean that that is how does the league let that happen? But it, it's uh, I mean not the league office, but I mean other people in the league. Uh, you know, you look at a team that's already prob- they're the favorites right now, favorites out of the NFC to be in the Super Bowl are the Rams clearly, and the uh, the Chiefs out of the AFC. Uh, with uh, you know the caveat of the Patriots, I guess, but uh, the you know the Chiefs seem like the it seems like a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl coming up, and then you let the Rams get better. It's crazy. Uh, one other thing, though, uh, the Browns, is that the most dysfunctional, worst place? It's got to be the worst franchise, r- worst run sports franchise that there is. I mean, first, they got rid of Carlos Hyde. The Browns' season has not gone that badly. And people say, well, they're 2-5-1. and one. They've had a really tough schedule, their man. Kicker, and they're their coming kicker off cost of, them two games. Their yeah. kicker cost them two games solely, single-handedly. Absolutely. They've been into overtime two or three times. They uh, tied a game with the Steelers. They've been in every game they've played in. And uh, they're coming off of a winless season. Baker Mayfield has been pretty decent for them. Uh, you know, he's made the mistakes you expect him to make, but he's been pretty decent for them. But Carlos Hyde was always a bright spot for them. The running game opened up things for Baker Mayfield. They traded him last week and then, uh, or week before last. And uh, then today they decide, uh, or was it yesterday, decide to fire the head coach. And everybody thinks Todd Haley's coming up, so you're okay. You still got an offensive mind with Baker Mayfield uh, in there in his rookie year. No, they fired Todd Haley, too, and let Greg Williams take over. Who, <laughs> oh, Lord. By the Help way, Yeah, by the way, <laughs> Williams is the coach uh, that got in trouble in New Orleans for paying players to injure other players. He's running the show now in Cleveland. Yeah, this is uh, uh, Cleveland. I don't blame the Cavs necessarily for firing Tyron Lue. Uh, I think the only uh, reason yeah, he had a job was LeBron wanted yeah, a every, nobody every, on the bench. Every coach LeBron has had for the past, well, outside Spolstra, I think, every coach he had at the Cavs was a puppet. He was Even going back to Brown right. the first time, they was yeah. a LeBron puppet. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. Uh, but uh, in the case of the Browns, I wouldn't have blamed them if they'd have fired Hugh Jackson before the year started because he had uh, two years and one win. But I think, when you let I him get part was, of the way through and they've performed, 
they 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 are a two five and one team that could just as easily be a four three and one team. It was not a this this start to the season was not a fireball offense for Hugh Jackson in my eyes, considering the talent and the franchise you're with. I think this was a power play by John Dorsey because it hasn't gone well, and he's maybe trying to save his height a little bit because he's made some questionable moves. You forgot to mention that Josh Gordon, or maybe you did, but they traded Josh Gordon. I mean, okay, so there goes your number one talent. <laughs> right. Traded him in the first week or so of the season. Then you trade Carlos Hyde, which is probably your second best talent to enter the season. He was doing great as a running back position. I think you may have made a mistake because I don't see it out of Nick Chubb. I'm sorry. I just don't see it out of Nick Chubb. I don't think he's going to be that guy in the future. I think he's going to be a second tier or running back two type uh, player in the, at the best. Uh, and you let Carlos Hyde go for no particular reason. So, I mean, eh, I guess you've thrown in the towel already, and that's what I don't get. You're trying It's almost like you're trying to tank already and get more drafts. It's like the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've started I mean, to watch Cleveland, Raiders and go, hey. But, I mean, Cleveland's been doing that for 20 years. If you ain't got it by this point, <laughs> you ain't going to get it. You need to start spending right. some money in free agency. And uh, First of all, you need to build that line because thir- a league-high 33 sacks so far for Cleveland. Right, that's their that's number crazy. one problem. How yeah. you expect a rookie quarterback to survive under those conditions. Right, and well, they don't. That's the reason they don't call it the mistake by the lake for nothing. So, yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard that. The term. only thing Cleveland is considered the mistake by the lake. So. I, I, I don't. Well, you know, I, I think that uh, the the only thing I think is Dorsey could be thinking is he he must think that he could get Lincoln Riley to come from Oklahoma. He said today that he wasn't a, going. It, well, that, he said that, but I, they all too. say that. Right. I, I mean, that's I, a heck of a gamble. It is because you don't know what kind of an NFL coach he'll be. No, it doesn't matter no. that he coached Baker Mayfield in the past. I mean, uh, I it, can name examples. Uh, no, that's horrible. That's a horrible example. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, if that's your guideline, that's horrible. Right. They didn't learn anything from watching uh, Spurrier, Saban. You know, <laughs> it's like these guys go in there and can't do that. It's some of the best college coaches well, around. Well, it's because they don't they have, have the control that they have in college, right. and they can't. They, 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 there's no recruiting. Right, you're not going to get Belichick type well, control just walking. And you're, in you're play. not going to, you're not going to somehow inspire a 22, 23 year old to hey, play great NFL football. Remember what we did three years ago in school? <laughs> right. Yeah. right. <laughs> You know, yeah. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not realistic. And by the way, it's not like uh, it, it's not like Lincoln Riley or Bob Stoops uh, picked Baker Mayfield. He walked on at Oklahoma, <laughs> so they true. didn't they didn't uh, see his talent uh, right. until he got on the team. I mean, I think he's going to be. I think he could be pretty good. He showed me some moxie and poise, but uh, I mean, <laughs> that's it. That's it so yeah. far on Cleveland. You know, on a, uh, and I think they may actually pull the plug on Tyrod too soon. I don't know. Baker came in and played great. I think that's true, but I think in. I, I also think if you pick a guy at number one overall, I don't think they should have ever started Tyrod. I, well, I understand that, but why draft? Why trade for him or sign him? Whatever they did, I the honestly thought it was because be the they were going to get Saquon Barkley. That's what I thought. Uh, I thought they were going to pick. That's the when they got Tyrod Taylor. I said, okay, good. Tyrod Taylor is a good uh, even kill quarterback that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He doesn't, you know, he's not outstanding. He's not dynamic, but he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. And they could have got Baker in the second pick, whatever they had, fourth or fifth, whatever pick. You draft Saquon number one, then still got Baker. And still got Baker at number four because nobody else wanted him that high. Yeah. Yeah, No. No. Yep. I don't know, man. It's Cleveland. 
go that's figure. Right. But they're spinning in circles, and they're right back where they are. And I, I think there's questionable moves at best by John Dorsey so far this year. Right. And uh, Cody on our social media said he's excited to see the Bears defense for years to come. Very talented. Oh, gosh, man. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. That's the bone, most boneheaded move of anybody is John Gruden coming in and getting rid of the best player on the team right off the bat. Gruden's trying to reset for Vegas. That's all he's trying yeah. to do. He's but I mean, to reset for Vegas. Gosh, he's going to get down to nothing except a bunch of draft he's picks. Gonna what are you going to field? Round in, draft he's going to field an entire college team. His first year in Vegas, there'll be a college team. Oh, he's got there pretty quick. So the, you got to give him credit. He's done good yeah. in that they'll regard. They'll be the Senior really Bowl quick. East All Stars. <laughs> is, is who they'll be in year one. So, I, but yeah, he is piling up picks. So, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, Brandon's going to stick with us and make our picks for our weekly college pick and We'll recap last week and then get to our picks this week. You're listening to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. You're listening to Adam and Chad. Eat my shorts. On US 51 Country 93.5 FM. All right, we are back. Adam and Chad, final segment, U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. Time to make our picks for college football week number 10. Joined, as always, by Brandon Reed from Ritter Town and MyFantasySportsTalk.com. You can check out his work there and also check out all the cool articles at MyFantasySportsTalk.com. Uh, our last week's pick'em, uh, Jerry won the week by two points over me. We picked all the same games, but Jerry put more confidence on Washington State and less confidence on Purdue than than I did, and that's what made the difference. So congratulations, Jerry, with 39 points and seven out of ten picks correct. Uh, you are the winner uh, for last week in our pick'em, uh, Adam was dead last yeah although he went yeah. six for ten and so did uh california california dave went six for ten too so uh we we're all pretty good at picking games now remember though uh because uh fox sports for whatever reason that we have no idea shut down their fantasy stuff uh we can't pick against the spread anymore uh they don't they did or at least they may start next year now that the sports gambling thing is legal but uh you can't do the spread anymore you have to pick the games straight up and uh so none of these uh, like going seven for ten doesn't make you money like it does when you go against the spread let me just say it like that i remember we we did that one year of the spread and it was interesting yeah (laughs) we had pretty good time. it's time to make our picks for this week though if everybody's ready brandon you still with us I am. Hey, and I forgot to mention, I've noticed that Adam is such a homer when it comes to former Alabama players in the oh, NFL. Yeah, trying to pair up Mari Cooper that. and Derrick Henry and just all kinds of crazy things right. that no one else would even think about, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's because I, I've never really had an NFL team. So I always just kind of fall in now that Alabama has like so many players in there, it makes it where I pretty much watch. Although I would say that, well, he's from North Alabama and Huntsville, and that's Titans territory. I mean, the Titans have a lot of fans in Huntsville. Uh, it's the biggest NFL team in the Huntsville area. Uh, uh, but it, he informed me today that he's not actually from Huntsville. He's actually from Virginia Beach. He just uh, His heart is in Alabama, but he's not actually from there. Yeah, Virginia Beach, Alabama? Yeah, yeah. No, no. 
No, I, what is I'm, I'm Virginia a Beach, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a military okay. brat. My dad was a Navy. Oh, so okay. I was born there, but I lived most all my formative years in high school and time was done in Alabama. And my entire family, both mom and dad's side, are from the Florence Muscle Shoals, Athens. Ah, uh, you're uh, you're you're claiming Alabama for college football reasons. I get <laughs> this it. is a guy who I get it. this is a guy who also after his dad left the military. Uh, uh, and I don't know if he wants me to tell this or not, but uh, his dad left the military and uh, got a job working at Notre Dame. And so Adam got access to the stadium and was able to watch Notre Dame games right. up close on the field. And uh, so I'm even more confused now. What's going on? And hates what Notre happened? Dame. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I sat next to Lou Holt and different people. I, I got field passes when I lived up there and play, watched Notre Dame play on the field. I watched them play Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State. Every big game, I got to walk through the tunnel where the players come out right, right behind them, and everything. But I'm not a Notre Dame fan at all. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate what they did for me. I, I enjoyed the campus, but I, yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I wore Alabama it, stuff on the sideline. I, I know it's confusing, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> but Lou Holtz is my buddy. I liked Lou Holtz. He was he was my buddy when I was there. He was always very nice to me, and I, I definitely appreciate all that they did. So, but yeah, my dad worked for <laughs> Notre Dame, and I, I did get to be there. And I went to college in Alabama too. So. I'm not, and I played high school football there, so I am. I do have legit roots, and I've always been a Bama fan. That's the one thing that's unquestionable. So. Yeah, he's, I, you know, as far as like uh, him taking his college stuff to the NFL, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I look at, uh, I look at some of the favorite players from my college team in the NFL, uh, but I only want them to come to my team if they're going to make my team better. No, I mean honestly, he, he, I just. Uh, Adam has a little bit harder time because, you know, being as Memphis fans, you know, Chad, we only have a handful of guys That's that are going to make the NFL. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Alabama guys are sprinkled all over the NFL we, and making impacts. So. We have kickers, though. Uh, and I was saying the, uh, the kicker, uh, yeah, the, the word is that the, too, yeah. the kicker from Rosemark right now is uh, – is leaning Ole Miss, and I said, "Man, he should take a look at Memphis." I mean, they're. I, I want to say, I want to say, Jake Elliott. I know Jake Elliott in in year one won a Super Bowl ring. I want to say Gostowski it was year one several. for Gostowski too. I want to say his first Super Bowl ring came in in year one. I, it may not have though. You saw Adam Vinatieri set the most or the scoring record for the NFL. Gaskowski could could be right there if he yeah. keeps it up because he's got many more years to come for a great franchise. I think so. he will. I think he definitely will. I'm I'm happy to see it, too. and I'm also I didn't know if you knew, Brad. I'm also an alumni of University of Memphis too. So oh, there you go. There's <laughs> even more confusing. So, right. I, well, I, I'm a, just a, a big ball of all kind of different things. So. Well, people are confused by me too because I'm from Memphis and moved to Jonesboro, went to Arkansas State too. So I love both Memphis and Arkansas State, which they don't jive. And then I'm plus in the midst <laughs> of all these Arkansas right. Razorback fans, which I really don't care anything about anyway. <laughs> what so, kills me uh, is the number confusing. of. Of so, like in Tennessee, here in Memphis, and and Brandon knows because he's from Memphis. So here, you don't have like people who are uh, Memphis football fans that are also Tennessee football fans, uh, that or Tennessee football fans that are also oh, no. Memphis football fans. No, but same thing with Arkansas. It, no, Arkansas State and Arkansas, they hate each other, and uh, they can't even work out agreements to even play in a game. <laughs> It's not even it's that the same way. kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. the same yeah. kind it's of like thing. Alabama. I dare somebody to wear an Auburn hat and an Alabama shirt. 
You better be somebody. Well, but you important. see a lot of like split household stuff <laughs> right, down there. Right. And I got to be honest it's with all you, in good fun, the the Mississippi, I, Mississippi State. Yeah. That's a, that's I've been to too. the Iron Bowl, and it is one big party, and everybody gets along. It's a friendly yeah. rivalry for the most part yeah, with, with Auburn. Go. He went to the 2004 like, Iron Bowl with yeah, me when they went kind of got kind of like Memphis and Louisville is uh, mostly a friendly rivalry. Like they talk stuff, but it's not. There's not hatred there. Outside of the uh, students. Sometimes the students but, get a Yeah, bit. now sometimes students get into it, but that's a little bit of a different story. But uh, anyway, we have digressed completely from what we were doing. It's time to make <laughs> our college football picks. We've only got 10 minutes left in the show, okay. so Adam, we'll kick us off. Quick. 10 picks in 10 minutes. Here we go. All right. Big 12 matchup. West Virginia at Texas. I, I'm, t- I'm going with Texas just because. I feel like they got better, but I would not be surprised if West Virginia wins this game, but I'm giving Texas by a slim. I think they win by a touchdown. I don't think Texas does enough for, to stop Will Greer. I think Will Greer uh, throws for at least four touchdowns in this game, and they put up more points than Texas. I, I'm with you 100%, Brandon. Uh, I think that uh, West Virginia comes in and wins this game. I think Texas is still hurting from the Oklahoma State loss uh, in, in a game that they should have won. And so now uh, they – uh, they come in, they take on West Virginia, even though they're at home. I, I just think they don't bounce back well from the Oklahoma State loss. So I'm, I'm giving this one to West Virginia. And Cody's with me. He's got Texas. Uh, also, uh, if you get a chance, sir, Brandon, check out Gundy's press conference after the Texas-Oklahoma game. We were going to play some on here, but there's too much foul language to put it on. <laughs> so <laughs> make sure you imagine. check that out. It, it was awesome. It was <laughs> yeah. great. It's to vintage Gundy, so. Uh, definitely check that out. But we'll go uh, the SEC, uh, Georgia at Kentucky. Georgia gets it. They're playing in Kentucky. I'm going to take Georgia, but I think they get scared pretty good. I think Kentucky gives them a run for their money, and this should be a really good game. But I think Georgia in the end ultimately takes ends up winning and the win the SEC East because this is the SEC East title game pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I'm surprised by Kentucky. They're the number one scoring against defense in the country, um, at like 13 points per game. But I got to believe that Georgia is the second best team in the SEC. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all, that's what I'm going to ride with, regardless of where the game is at. I think Georgia is the better team, so that's what I'm going to pick. I, I've got, let me tell you, in uh, I've got two upsets picked this week. In both of the upsets I have picked, 91% of the country disagrees with me. It's 91% of the country in this game thinks Georgia will win. Only 9% thinks Kentucky will win. I've got Kentucky at home in the upset. I think Kentucky is for real, and I think Georgia has shown enough that they can be beat by this Kentucky team. So I got Kentucky. All right. Then we go to the Big Ten. We got Penn State at Michigan. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I jumped a gun. We're still in the Big Ten. It's Iowa at Purdue. They're playing in at Purdue. Uh, I got Iowa for this. Purdue's just kind of coming apart and showing. They got up for the Ohio State game, but I think the rest of the year is kind of going to be iffy for them. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Purdue is barely a 500 team, uh, and Iowa is, is a pretty solid football team. No question, Iowa. Got to go with them. Yeah, I, there's not even. Uh, I don't understand why this one is 76-24 know, across the nation well, right now. you got the Boilermaker. They, they Purdue pride, man. They're, yeah, they're, Iowa, no you know, no. They have faith. I'll give game. them the credit there. Hawkeyes. All right, staying in the Big Ten, we got Penn State at Michigan. They're playing in the big house. I think that's why they're such a high slant. I think this game's going to be close. But I'm only going with Michigan because I feel like they're the safer bet. I think this could get ugly. Michigan could railroad them. But then again, you never know with Penn State. So, I think in the big house, Michigan wins by like 10. That's me. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be close as well. I'm not even sure it's going to be that wide a margin. It's it's going to be a you know Michigan's defense is good and they're playing in the big house, uh, ranked top five. So that's the reason I think they're going to eventually pull it off. But I think exactly they'll get a scare. Um, you know, six, seven, eight point game is what I pre- uh, predict. Michigan wins. Yeah, for the very reason that you guys are talking about, you, you say uh, you never know with Penn State. That's why I'm picking Michigan because you never know with Penn State. <laughs> Which team's going to show up. And uh, so Michigan has been solid all year. Ever since the Notre Dame loss, they've shown playoff potential, and I actually think that Michigan will end up getting into the play, winning the Big Ten and getting into the playoff. Uh, and part of that means they got to beat Penn State this weekend, so that's who i got. All right, then we got uh... – we're going to ACC. Got Boston College at Virginia Tech. They're playing in Blacksburg. I, I, I got to go with Boston College. Virginia Tech is just not. Oh gosh! Good. Did you see what happened to them last week? Yeah, it just I, I, I got to go with BC on this. I, normally, I would have been all about Tech, but they're just. I'm not looking. I'm not liking what Fuentes is showing out there. So, got to go with BC. Yeah, I'm not sure Fuente has the athletes right now. I mean, I don't know what's going on. That's what I would like to believe, but they are not good. Got completely uh, molly whopped by Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't. I can't go with them right now. Four yeah. and three. Um, yeah. So BC. BC looks like the stronger team. Same here. BC. All right. Then we go out to the Pac-12. We got Utah at Arizona State. This will probably be the best Pac-12 game all year, right here. This game, I, I'm going with Utah because Utah's just on a tear right now. But Arizona State, don't they're playing at Arizona State, so you never know. It's one of those late night games. Actually, I take that back. It's a daytime. I thought that was a late night game. But I'm going with Utah, but I'm not confident about it at all. I think Arizona State could slip in there and catch them at the end of the game. And this is a tough one. Um, I think there's big, big potential for an Arizona State upset here. Um, and, man, I don't know. Uh, give me Arizona State. Give me Arizona State in the upset. And here. this, I told you, 91% of the nation disagrees. They think Utah will win, but I'm taking the upset in this one, too. Uh, I agree. Arizona State. Yeah, I thought that was your other upset. Yeah. Uh, Utah hadn't played anybody, really, man. They hadn't been tested lately in a while. That's part of the reason, and the other part of the reason is Herm Edwards can come up big, especially yeah, when the, the Sun thing. Devils are at home. So my, It's at home. Yep. And my only thing for that one is Utah-Arizona State, my common opponents, they both beat USC, and Utah kind of handed it to them better. So that's, that's really my only logic for the Utah thing. But uh, next we go to the American Conference. We've got Houston at SMU. I'm going with Houston here, but they're because they're playing, but they're playing at SMU and SMU's pulled some stuff this year. So I would not be surprised if Houston loses this game, but I'm going with Houston for the safe pick. Yeah, I'm going with Houston. I I, I don't yeah. know why this is even on the mix here, yes. but yeah. um, I hate. Although I mean, to be honest with you, SMU did do something that Memphis couldn't do this year, and that's beat Navy. That's true, right? And they, did they beat Tulane also? <laughs> but uh, they did, they, yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, they sure yeah. did. Uh, Houston, yeah, I don't, I don't even think it's close though. I'm, I'm going with Houston. All right, we got a, a Big Ten versus like somewhat ACC. Notre Dame at Northwestern. This is my everybody's. You got to be crazy. Northwestern pulls the upset by three at North. They're playing at Northwestern. <laughs> Notre Dame goes down by a field goal. <laughs> no, this is not the year. This is not the year for the Northwestern upset. I disagree. Yeah, I think no. they'll do it. Yeah, no, no, this is Notre Dame all the way. Ninety percent of the I'm just trying to help Notre, Notre Dame, Dame out. So do I. I Notre just, Dame. I'm trying to help them avoid the slaughter. So this is Notre Dame. All right, all the way. All right. Then we go to the. Uh, we'll jump that one. And go to that one last. Uh, Stanford at Washington in the Pac-12. 
Uh, I got Washington. Stanford just isn't the Stanford that they've been. Yeah. I'm, I got Stanford or Washington. I mean, yeah. Stanford's very mediocre. Washington as is at home. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, exactly too, yeah. my uh, thoughts there. Washington and, all the way. Then the biggest, baddest game yeah, down in Corn Dog Nation. It's uh, Alabama LSU. Of course, I got Alabama. So I, I think 14 and a half point favorite. I hope Alabama beats about 30 just because of the corn dog mess. But I, uh, I think it'd I gotta be a good say, game, Adam, though. I'm going to be so rooting for LSU just for some sort of upset. Any hey, team that plays half the country, Alabama man. right now, any team that plays Alabama right now, I'm rooting for the upset because I do believe this Alabama team is so far ahead of the field, it's ridiculous. This particular year, 2018, yeah. I don't think anybody's even close to Alabama. That's so right. I'm picking Alabama. Yeah, and uh, same here for all the reasons you said. Now, it is in, it is in Baton Rouge, that's and Alabama it is at night. It is at nighttime. Death Valley at nighttime. night. But Alabama's the only team that goes down there, and, and they win more when at night. When's the last time they won at night in Baton Rouge? They've won the last seven straight against LSU. But they were day games. I think. No, Every one of them was a day game. I think Go back and look. I'm not picking LSU. I mean, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm picking Alabama's going to win by three scores at least, and I'm going to take the over in this one. The over-under is 53 right now in this one. I'll take the over because I think Alabama will put up 45 on their own. And I saw Florida shut down LSU, which means Alabama is for sure capable of shutting them down. Absolutely. Thanks Jerry. for joining us, Brandon. We appreciate it as always. You got it. Glad Appreciate to be back it, with you guys. Talk yeah, to you, you next too, week. All right. That's going to do it for us, for Adam Craig, and everybody else here at the Grace Broadcasting Studios. I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya. See ya.